Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are here sharing our love and our light with you and raising your vibration into the 5D. We're talking about grounding into the 5D with my guest today, Matthew John. And we're going to learn that this requires chakra work, primarily the first three chakras that actually make us human. But this is what we have to transcend. So we're going to learn about that. And Matthew John is going to do readings for those in our Zoom audience. Matthew, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being back on Quantum yes. Conversations. Thank you for having me, Loren. I'm always uh, really happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So in our Zoom audience, it's private wow. and folks can register for our Zoom audience at AcousticHealth.com. But for those in our audience, you're going to do some mini readings about what you see as an intuitive healer in their lower three chakras, and that's going to be very special. So we're going to get started right away with you and have you share about what's going on with the lower three chakras and why that's important to do that work to anchor to the 5D grid. Yeah, and uh, I, I would absolutely be, be happy to do some readings. We can do those at the end of the call, if that's okay. And we'll, we'll do some teaching first, as I normally like to do. Um, yeah, I really wanted to talk about the lower three chakras today, because it's something that isn't um, always addressed, uh, maybe as much as it, um, it, it should be uh, in the awakening community that we're in here. So, you know, when people go on their spiritual awakening journeys, and I've been assisting people in their awakening journeys over the past decade, and as well as, you know, my own awakening journey that's been going on at that same time, there's a, a lot of emphasis on opening the third eye, which is a, a very important thing. There's a lot of emphasis on the crown chakra connection, which is a very important thing as well. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on opening the throat chakra and stepping into one's destiny, stepping into one's dharma, stepping into one's soul mission on the planet. Um, and of course, opening up the heart, opening up the heart and becoming one with the unified grid, be feeling that you're one with others, becoming one with nature and animals and all that. There isn't always so much emphasis on the lower three chakras. And actually, the lower three chakras, it could be argued, are the most important ones to focus on in this ascension journey. Because that's, like you said, that's our human aspect. The upper chakras are, are, that's when we're starting to get in touch with higher aspects of self, the soul, the higher self can really express themselves through that guidance, you know, spirit guides. Uh, the lower three chakras are the real human side of things, the karmic side of things, where we've come from in other lifetimes and our human lessons here in this lifetime. And then it all meets at the heart. The heart is like a cross section, a midsection of our energy system, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about the lower three chakras today and how they really play a role in um, your awakening. 
and why it's important that you focus on those and why it's important that you understand what blocks in your lower three chakras might be there, where they might come from, if they come from other lifetimes, if they come from this lifetime. And really the answer to that is in almost all cases, it's both and what you can do about them. And I'll share some energy healing techniques that, um, well, that I do with my clients personally. And also we're offering some uh, special offers if people want to give that a try at a very, very discounted rate. They'll be able to do that with myself. So um, let's start uh, talking a little bit about um, the chakras themselves. So um, just kind of as a refresher course, uh, I'm sure most people on this call probably are very aware of what chakras are, but the chakras are the energy centers of your energy field. And there are seven main chakras. That's the root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. But of course, there's many more. Um, a very important chakra that some of you may not even know about is called the earth star chakra. This is um, colloquially known as chakra zero, and this is below your feet. So approximately um, two, uh, two feet below your feet is where uh, it, the earth star chakra is, and it's, it's black. And actually, this is the chakra that really ties you as an incarnate physical being to the earth as the black um, earth star chakra. Uh, and then the, the root is, of course, red, uh, sacral is orange, solar plexus is yellow, heart is green, throat is uh, bl light blue, third eye is uh, an indigo, and then the crown is both um, violet and white. Just as a little refresher, and of course, if I, you know, we're bringing on some new people into this that are a bit newer to the spiritual community. Now, there's also chakras above the head, chakras 8, 9, and 10. Uh, begin to be opened um, as one progresses along the spiritual journey. As one grows in one's light body, otherwise known as the Merkaba, which is talked about a lot, um, those upper chakras can start to be activated. Actually, there's models that show um, the chakras going way higher even uh, than 8, 9, and 10, and up to 11, 12, 13, and so on. And it's likely that as one... Um, is, as, as a, a being, a consciousness really is incarnating in higher and higher dimensions where the um, where matter is finer and less solidified and, and there's more of an opportunity for etheric um, reality to be part of one's experience rather than just solidified physical reality like we experience here in the third density, there's more chakras that would be open. But even in this third density physical, there's chakras in the hands, there's chakras in the feet, there's chakras actually all along the acupuncture meridians. There's, there's minor chakras everywhere. There's a minor chakra above the heart uh, where the thymus is, for example. So there's um, many, many chakras, but we really focus on the seven main chakras, you know, generally in the work that we do, because that's where the stuff, the baggage, the traumas are stored. So the traumas get stored in the backs of the chakras. Now, um, chakras have a front and a back, okay? Imagine that along this, um, there's a, a meridian, a uh, better word for meridian, there's like a dividing line essentially directly down the center of your vessel and that uh, divides the left or, um, or, or the left or feminine side of your body from the right or masculine side of your body, right? Left brain, masculine, right side, masculine, right brain, feminine, left side, feminine, okay? So imagine there's that line. Um, and along that line, that's exactly where the chakra column lies. 
Now the chakra column, um, the chakras will be front and back and they'll meet in that chakra column and it's like a cone. So it's like a cone coming out of the front and it's a cone coming out of the back. Um, the crown chakra generally is seen as not having uh, a front and back cone, but just having one upward cone. And the root chakra, it's debated. Um, when, when I look at uh, clients, when we're doing the angel energy healing work, I certainly do see a front and a back to the root chakra, although some people will claim that there isn't and it's just a downward facing cone. But regardless, chakras two through six definitely have cones uh, in the front and the back. Now, the front of the chakra is how you're directly interacting with the world. The back of the chakra is where karma, karmic wounds are stored. And that's where the information that is, is stored that was created by your soul when your soul created your life plan, your soul is that information is being stored in the backs of your chakras in order to basically draw that to you through um, basically the law of attraction, where you're like a magnet for the certain experiences and relationships that you're meant to um, draw to you in this lifetime in order to have the opportunity to negotiate the specific lessons that your soul wants for you to negotiate because of what you've where you've come from in previous incarnations that you've lived, what um, themes, what lessons are still unlearned, unsettled, what karmic debts are still unsettled. Um, and you'll have the opportunity in this lifetime to negotiate that. So that stuff's all stored in the backs of the chakras. Now, if we talk a little bit about the root chakra specifically, the root chakra is, as I said, it's red. It's the, the themes of the root chakra have to do with safety and security. Okay. Imagine like, what are the basic needs of a human being, food, water, shelter, security, right? And this is what the root chakra has to do with. Now, most of us on the awakening path, or at least hopefully have enough shelter, food, water, and safety, right? However, it doesn't mean that you don't have root chakra blockages, um, for example, um, symptoms of an imbalanced or underactive root chakra can be feeling constantly ungrounded, very often feeling ungrounded. This is something that I've been struggling with for at least a decade, probably ever since I was a little kid, really, but at least for the past decade during my awakening, always having to continually bring myself down to earth, bring myself down into the root chakra. Um, and really, for those of you, you know, I, I'm a, a, you know, a psychic and intuitive and all that and energy healer. And for those of you that are also psychics and intuitives and energy healers, as so many people on this call are, um, you should know that if you want to most effectively utilize your psychic gifts, which really are coming through the third eye, you need to be grounded. The more grounded you are, the more you're going to be able to see with accuracy, the more you're going to be able to accurately interpret what you're receiving psychically. So it's very important that we, as if you're a psychic or an intuitive, that you work on grounding constantly. And I'm definitely going to speak um, at some point in this call about specific methods that I use and that I recommend to everyone to use in order to ground. Um, so the themes of the root chakra, fear versus, uh, fear versus safety, fear versus feeling okay, all themes of safety and security. 
So um, an, an imbalance, a root chakra can manifest as being sluggish, tired, ungrounded, your head in the clouds too much, paranoid, anxious, fearful, financial instability. Now, of course, we live in a we live in the real a real world here. Although, yes, sure, everything's a hologram. Okay, but look, I'm I'm hitting this and it it doesn't feel like a hologram, does it? Right. <laughs> um, so we live in a solidified world. We're acting as we're soul, we're consciousness, but we're acting through a solidified body. And thus, there's certain things that we use as tools to be able to survive in this solidified 3D world in order for us to be able to, to have the opportunity to negotiate our spiritual lessons. And one of the things we need to survive is money, right? And let, but even, if, even if you're living off grid, and I, if people want to do that, that's great. If you're living off grid in a little cabin and collecting rainwater and you have solar panels and whatever, you probably needed some money to get the tools to build that cabin and to buy the solar panels and, and all that. So um, an imbalanced root chakra can manifest as people uh, having constant money issues, constant issues with debt, you know, building wealth and then losing it right away or never really feeling like they have enough. Um, so by working on the root chakra constantly, yes, it absolutely can help you to manifest more wealth. Um, like there can be physical issues like constipation can come up, sciatica, adrenal fatigue, um, addictions, uh, certain, you know, other issues that have to do with the legs or the feet can be related to the root chakra. Um, and then there are people in the world that have, because a chakra can either be underactive or it can be overactive. And um, one of the possibilities of the root chakra is it may be overactive. And that's not something we generally see with people in the spiritual community who are mostly empaths and just very kind and and, and people who just are almost generally afraid to step on anyone else's toes. But out in the rest of the world, we can look at examples of people who are greedy or hoarding or uh, addicted or obsessed with more, 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 acquiring more money, you know, fame, whatever it is. And that can be a root chakra imbalance itself, the, the obsession with always needing more, 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 more. And that's where the root of addiction is. And we'll talk about it when we get to the solar plexus. Addictions uh, also have to do with the solar plexus as well. Um, the chakras, both the front and the back, have both an inner and an outer sphere. So imagine there's a cone, but um, in the center, there's an inner cone, and then there's an outer cone. The inner sphere of the root chakra is basically... Uh, in the words of Cindy Dale, she put it really well, regulated by your soul's relationship with the divine, while the outer sphere is your movement in the world, okay? How you move in the world has to do with the outer sphere, and the inner sphere is really how your soul connects with the divine, and I, the way I interpret it is really like on a real deep subconscious and unconscious level, do you feel safe in the world? So, the questions you can ask yourself when it comes to the root chakra is, do I feel safe? Am I able to sit still and feel safe? Or do I always feel like something's around the corner about to attack me? 
And you might at first think that, no, of course not. I mean, look, I'm in my home, I'm safe. But if you sit with it, see if there's an underlying feeling, a sense that you're not safe, that there is something going to attack you. That's that fight, flight, or freeze response that's very much tied into the HPA axis, uh, which is tied into the adrenals, of course. And that's why a lot of empaths and a lot of people in the awakening community deal with adrenal fatigue, including myself. It's something I've I've worked on for years, you know, because um, the adrenals are directly connected energetically to the root chakra. Different, um, I, I wrote down some affirmations that are really good for the root chakra. And if, um, if you, if everyone wants to kind of, if you feel called to follow along, we can do some affirmations together. So let's all take a nice deep breath and imagine you're just kind of breathing energy into your root chakra. And imagine, and imagine you're seeing that root chakra right now and you want to see it, that it's bright red. It's got the front and the back. If you can't imagine the front and the back cones, that's fine. Just imagine it as a sphere of light. Imagine it being red. And it's right down at the base of your spine. So the coccyx, which is the base of the spine, that's basically the center of the root chakra. So just imagine that area. A healthy chakra is about six inches in diameter. Okay. Just focus your energy on that red root chakra. Bright, bright red like a tomato. I am always safe. Life loves me and I love being here. I am welcome and needed on the earth. I am grounded fully into my body. It is safe for me to claim my complete energetic footprint. I am safe and protected always. I am always shown the next steps to take. I am always looked after. I am financially safe and secure. I am financially abundant. I am anchored and connected to Mother Earth. I am letting go of that which I no longer need to carry. I am full of energy. My adrenals are strong. I am letting go of all fears. I am fully embodied. I embrace being fully embodied. I find this motion is good too. It's like you're taking spirit into your hand, closing it into matter and bringing it down. I am fully embodied. Great, I hope uh, everyone followed along or some of you. Let's talk a little bit about the sacral chakra. So 
Uh, the themes of the sacral chakra have to do with your enjoyment of life. Are, do you feel like you're allowed to enjoy life? Do you feel like life is pleasurable or do you feel like life is a drag? Do you feel tired and depressed or do you feel full of life? Think about, uh, for the sacral chakra, think about children. Um, children are naturally hyperactive, full of life. Everything is interesting. Think about dogs. I don't have children myself, but I have dogs. And when I look at my dogs, they are a great example of a healthy sacral chakra. They're always excited. They're full of passion. They're full of energy. The themes of the sacral chakra are about enjoyment of life, passion, energy, and also sexuality. So let's talk a little bit more about the sacral chakra. It's of course, orange, just like the fruit. I mean, that's like, it, it helps me when I am visualizing colors to have an object in the world that I can kind of tune in with my consciousness. So the root chakra to me, I, I can see a red, big red beefsteak tomato and the sacral chakra, I can see an orange. And both of those I have in my refrigerator downstairs. So they're easy for me to remember. And the center of the sacral chakra is right below the navel. So a couple inches below your belly button is where that would be centered. It's associated with the sexual organs, the bladder, the prostate, the womb for, for, uh, for women and the kidneys. And if an imbalanced sacral chakra, uh, some signs could be shame, guilt, sexual repression, sexual obsession could be either side of the pendulum, repetitive dysfunctional relationships, depression, feeling low energy, fatigue, chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, lack of creativity, or lack of motivation. Generally, signs of a weak, underactive sacral chakra would be someone that feels like they don't know how to be playful or it's not okay to be playful or they're not allowed to be playful, a control freak, feeling unable to express emotions. The sacral chakra is also the emotional center. So if you feel like you can't feel the whole range of emotions, you know, from fear to not that, not that you want to feel some of these, but you, you're able to. You know, everything from fear to sadness and grief to joy, bliss, etc. You should be able to feel the whole range. And you should be able to think of times probably within the past year or a couple of months where you felt each of the emotions. That's a healthy thing, really, in you know, in the long term. When you, you're not able, some people, there's such repression, they really can't feel sadness, for example. And, and what very commonly happens, this tends to happen more with men, but it can happen with women too, or any gender, where what happens is energetically speaking, there's basically a barrier that's the, the core wound is, is sadness. It, it's grief. It's, it's a feeling, and really underneath that, it's a feeling of disconnection from the divine. It's a symptom of feeling separate rather than feeling one. And that's the theme of the heart. Uh, also, the crown is, is that as well. But around that sadness, there is like a, a barrier and it's, it's anger, it's anger. So it's a defense mechanism. So rather than allowing themselves to feel grief or to feel sadness, they, the energy basically bounces right off this energetic barrier and it's anger. So anger is very much associated with that sacral chakra as well, especially if it's imbalanced. 
So are you able to feel the whole range of emotions or are you emotionally repressed? Are you comfortable with your sexuality? Are you comfortable being a sexual being, no matter what your age is, okay? How, however old you are, whatever. We are inherently sexual beings. Are you comfortable with that sexual energy or is it something that's repressed? Or on the other side, an overactive sacral chakra can be, it, it's an obsession that the sexual energy kind of overtakes everything else. And that would be an overactive sacral chakra. Okay. Um, the inner sphere is basically the spirituality of the feelings, the spirit, being able to feel. And then the outer sphere, the outer rim of the chakra is the ways that you act as a feeling person in the world. So the inner sphere is your connection with the feelings and the outer sphere of the sacral chakra is how you express those feelings to the world. The front of the sacral chakra is how you express your feelings in the world, how you translate your feelings into creative responses because creativity uh, is also a theme of the sacral chakra. While the back of the sacral chakra are feelings you unconsciously carry picking up other feelings. So feelings you unconsciously carry, this is the realm of the unconscious mind. So have you ever um, seen or, or heard of kind of the model of the mind that uh, that's, when we, when we think about things from a psychology standpoint, the, um, the metaphor of an iceberg. So when you see an iceberg, you're only actually seeing like 5% of the iceberg. 95% of the iceberg is going way, way, way down below the surface of the ocean which is a metaphor for the mind. The conscious mind is the 5% of the iceberg that's above the water. The 95%, the, the, the top layer is the subconscious mind. And then below that, the rest of that, most of it is the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is the home of deep traumas that may come from childhood or from the womb. You know, when, when you're in the womb, especially when, you know, when the soul has come in and uh, towards the end of the term, the, the child in that womb is very, very receptive of everything that's going around, on around him or her. And, and if the, you know, the mother is going through some sort of traumatic experiences, that will be the first traumas is, is you know, late in the, uh, in the pregnancy. And then once you're born and you come into the world, I mean, all sorts of things, no, no parents are perfect. And there's going to be little things, you know, your parents fighting or, or whatever, um, discordant energy in the household, that's going to create some sort of trauma and that gets stored in the unconscious mind. And then, and really that also relates to past life traumas. So briefly those past life traumas, you imagine your soul has like a curriculum in mind. Imagine your soul up in, up in the astral plane has a bunch of papers and files and it's saying, okay, um, in this life, this past lifetime, we got this much done. We didn't check off these boxes. We still have to balance this soul contract from this lifetime and this soul contract from this life, lifetime. Then you're having these meetings. You know, sometimes I have my clients imagine these meetings with other souls in the astral plane, in the heavenly realms. And you're sitting across uh, a long table, like a conference room table with a bunch of angels and guides around you. And you're working out these contracts with other souls in order to play out these certain uh, experiences that you need to in the upcoming lifetime, right? So your soul has this record of all these things that still need to be worked on, right? All that, that information gets stored in the backs of your chakras. And also your soul is going to pick the parents 
and the geograph geographical location, the parents because of the, ge the genetic lineage, because your parents come from a specific genetic lineage. Now, there's such thing as ancestral karma as well. So when you come into the physical body, you're not only needing to heal and, and rectify uh, and alchemize all this karma and all these contracts from other lifetimes, you also got to look at your ancestral karma too, to the parents you're being born into. And it can be very complex because some people, you know, maybe one of their birth parents isn't there and they get raised by a step parent or several step parents, or they're an orphan or, and all those people that raise you, you're going to have specific contracts with, and also you're going to be dealing with their karma as well um, from, from their ancestral lineages. And it will be perfectly aligned to the lessons that you need to go through in this lifetime. So, which is why, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, empaths and, and awakening people had really, really difficult childhoods because basically the soul says, okay, and this is the Ascension lifetime. This is the last time that we want to really just be in the, the muck and the thick of living a third density lifetime. We want to ascend to the fourth density or the fifth dimension, right? And in order to do so, we have to wrap up first all the karmic contracts and all the karmic energy that's yet unresolved. Another way to see that is, you know, we are all as consciousness, we are a big toroidal sphere of light, this toroidal sphere that's just constantly going, right? And as we ascend through the dimensions, we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, more and more light. But as we're negotiating these third density lifetimes, those, um, those unresolved karmic events, things, things that we did that harmed others when we were harmed by others, um, you know, different um, themes that your soul wanted to work out that we didn't fully work out yet, not passing all your lessons. They basically would look like deficiencies in your toroidal field, imbalances that then need to be balanced. So then, and they're reflecting the backs of your chakras. And it's also reflected in your natal chart. So astrology is a huge hobby of mine. Um, I've been studying it more and more over the past couple of years. And I love to uh, look at my um, clients' natal charts as well. I'm not, I'm not as proficient as someone who has been studying for many years and doing astrology professionally, but it is a hobby of mine and I'm incorporating it more and more into my work. And I've found that absolutely all the stuff from other lifetimes that's yet unresolved, that's in the back of the chakras, that's deficiencies in the toroidal field, that's in the unconscious mind that manifests then as the way that your parents are and the way they interact with each other and, and interact with you, their ish ancestral karmic issues that come from their parents and their parents and their parents and then the the sorts of relationships you end up manifesting later in life that relate to those uh those unconscious mind traumas and those childhood traumas and all that all of that is reflected in your natal chart it can be found somewhere in your natal chart which is amazing so your your soul really picks a very specific time for you to be born and likely um, the, the soul kind of has an eye on the conception itself, you know, I think in a lot of cases, but I think the soul might kind of look for a situation where a conception is happening and then, oh, okay, nine months later, that specific time and date, you know, would be a good, um, a good natal chart to be able to negotiate these lessons, right? So it all, it's amazing how it all relates. Um, it, it really is cool. But um, basically, as an ascending being, you have to balance out all this other karmic stuff. This is why, you know, a lot of people in the awakening community, we feel like 
Oh my God. We've learned so much. We've sat through all the podcasts and, and we've gone on the ayahuasca journeys and we've done all the, all the retreats and, and we feel like we're at this really high vibrational level. And then life comes along, something happens, you know, you know, you get in a car wreck or, or you have a relationship that you thought was everything. And it turns out to be a disaster or you have a death in the family or you get fired or whatever. Right. And it's really because even if we think we're, we're at that level where we're kind of past all the earthly 3d stuff, that's usually when it it'll, it'll come for us because it's still unresolved stuff in the energy field and in those lower chakras. So when we consciously turn our attention to working on the lower chakras, it can actually, at least on paper. And I, I do believe though, in practice, this is also true. If you really seriously, seriously work on becoming more and more grounded, becoming aware of what the traumas are that are inside you, and you work on those with, whether on your own or with guided meditations or with a healer like myself, you really can put yourself on a high, it's like you're stepping up on stairs to another floor, to a higher timeline where you don't have to magnetize any of the stuff to you anymore because you've worked on it consciously. We only need to magnetize that stuff to us if we haven't consciously worked through it. And sometimes you just can't fully consciously work through it because it's a contract, because it's a solidified contract with another being or in your life plan that says, no matter what, you're going to get cancer or no matter what, you're going to have this relationship with this person that's going to be really tumultuous because y'all already did this in, the, in another lifetime or three lifetimes. And now you got to uh, do it again. So sometimes there's contracts that really, no matter how much you expand energetically, you won't be able to basically move, you know, um, circle around the contracts. But sometimes when moving to that higher timeline, some of those contracts aren't necessary or they're resolved in the astral plane. And you don't really need to go into them anymore. And you can just kind of glide a little bit more. So that's why consciously working on ourselves is so, so important. And working on ourselves through energy work. And before, before we're done here, I'll share my energy healing technique that I do with clients that I've had wonderful success with. Um, through meditation, through, I, I have a specific course that um, you can get in the special offer if you decide to do that with me called Change Your Reality by Changing Your Words, where I really teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind and how to change your conscious speech so that you're no longer repeating these same patterns because the patterns themselves, you'll, if you were to really monitor your speech, if you had like one of those uh, like court transcriptors, like following you around all the time, uh, then you would see how often you talk about the same themes over and over and over again without even knowing it. It's almost like it slips your conscious awareness because it's a program you're so used to. This, is, this can be most commonly be seen in people that complain nonstop. And they're usually complaining about the same things over and over again. They're complaining about money or they're complaining about the weather. Or they're complaining about politics or whatever. But it's the same theme usually of being victimized. I'm a victim. Life sucks. I, no matter what I do, I can't succeed. If someone's program that they've been repeating for 60 years is no matter. And, and you know why they're repeating Because their parents repeated it for their lifetimes and their parents, right? That's that ancestral karma. But if someone's repeating that program over and over again for decades and decades. What are the chances that they're going to? live a fulfilling, fulfilling life? What are the chances 
that they're going to ever feel financially stable. Even if they were able to, despite the pattern, make a good amount of money, they'll never actually feel financially stable. And thus, they'll never actually heal that root chakra blockages, that root chakra blockage. Really, when it comes down to it, when it comes to money and the root chakra, it's completely up to you how much money you need or how little debt you need or whatever in order to feel safe. You can have a totally healed root chakra and not have much if it's your choice, if it's your choice to live without much, if it's your choice to live off grid and not really need money, as long as you feel totally grounded and stable. In the but a lot of people actually lie to themselves and they think, oh, OK, you know, it's the more spiritual thing to do is to leave society and go out in the woods and just live like a nomad or whatever. But they never actually feel safe because there's a lot of dangers in living a nomadic lifestyle and they never actually end up feeling safe. So whatever you need to do to fully feel safe, it doesn't matter how much money, what the number is, you get to choose that. But my advice would be is to choose that now, despite what's in your bank account, despite how much debt you have, choose now to feel totally safe with what you have. And that's a game changer. When you continually remind yourself that you already have enough, you are already safe, well, through the law of attraction, you're no longer going to be blocking more from coming in. And then if you want more, it'll much more easily be able to come in. Okay, it's really a magic thing. Um, let's move on because uh, I know we're, 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 the time's going here. So let, let, let me go to um, some sacral chakra affirmations. Then we'll move on to the solar plexus if that's okay. And then we can, we can get uh, to some readings. Um, so take a nice deep breath into your solar, uh, into your sacral chakra, please. We're still on the sacral. So the sacral chakra is orange. It's centered uh, a couple inches below your navel. Think of the color of an orange. See it glowing bright orange, brighter than you've ever seen it. Feel your passion rising. Feel excitement for life rising. I allow myself to feel all emotions. I feel safe. I feel joyful. I am a creative and passionate being. I am creating a life that I really enjoy. I allow myself to play and to have fun. I am relaxed and centered. I allow myself to rest when I'm tired. I honor my passions. I honor and connect with my sexual energy. I am a sexual being. I love my body exactly how it is. I trust in my body exactly how it is. I honor my body exactly how it is. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the solar plexus chakra. 
So the solar plexus is right in your gut where you would get butterflies on a first date. And it's yellow. It's a bright yellow. Uh, it reminds you of the sun and it is associated with the sun in astrology. Um, it's the themes of the solar plexus are willpower, personal power, uh, intellect, um, although intellect is also associated with the third eye and the throat. It's the idea of being empowered versus disempowered. It's the idea of holding healthy boundaries versus having poor boundaries. It's the idea of feeling able versus feeling unable. Um, an imbalance solar plexus can manifest as either propensity to feel bullied by others, to feel victimized by others or by life, or on the other end for a, an overactive solar plexus, which is pretty rare um, for people in the awakening community, someone could be a bully. Like someone who's a bully, that's an overactive solar plexus. But most people in the awakening community, they suffer from, at some point in their life, they were bullied by others or didn't stand up for themselves or are still learning to stand up for themselves. Lack of boundaries, okay? Uh, digestive issues can, uh, can be associated with solar plexus imbalances. A solar plexus is associated with the stomach and all of the digestive functions of the body. Um, a, the back of the solar plexus chakra has to do with your unconscious beliefs about power, success, and your deserving of both. So again, those unconscious beliefs that comes from early in life, and really it goes back to past lives. And, uh, and, and probably also your, your parents or those who raised you their own um, unconscious uh, patterns as well. The front of the solar plexus chakra would be your ability to succeed in the world, okay? How do you feel? How able do you feel? That's the question. How capable, how able do I feel? And even if you're disabled physically, it does not mean you inherently have a, uh, a low functioning solar plexus. It's not about your physical capability. It's about your ability to believe and to make the best of your situation. So someone who's paralyzed in a wheelchair can absolutely have a fully functioning, healthy solar plexus and can be negotiating in a very healthy way all the solar plexus chakra themes that they need to in this lifetime. Absolutely. It, it, if they're able to, um, to work with what they're, what God has given them as far as their physical issues and really their soul has written into their life plan and their genetics likely had something to do with that as well. If they can take that and, uh, and do the best possible thing with it. I mean, I look at like, you know, athletes in the Paralympics, like how cool is that? You know, uh, people have taken, um, their disability and use it as motivation to feel empowered. So it's about your feeling of empowerment and your feeling of capability in the world. That's the main um, theme of the solar plexus chakra. The inner sphere of the solar plexus chakra would be your purpose in this world. The feeling that you have a purpose in this world. Purpose is very much associated with the solar plexus chakra. And the outer sphere would be your boundaries in this world. Are you able to hold healthy boundaries with others and with the world itself? Or do you feel like you're a very common theme for empaths and awakening beings is being in some sort of relationship, whether it's a, a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, 
uh, a son and daughter, uh, a father, mother, whatever, son, daughter, um, of feeling drained by someone else, feeling like you're building all this light and you, you know, you, you go off to your space and you meditate and you go to the woods and you, you, you know, play with the deer and you meditate and you, you, you go swimming and you feel great. And then you come home and you feel like your energy is a zap from you. Well, that would be a sign of not having healthy boundaries, because even if you're, first of all, you know, the, the, um, the greater lesson may be to move to a different location if you can, or to somehow um, rework the relationship. So you're not constantly being drained, but even living with someone that is draining, there's ways to have boundaries so you don't feel drained. And that would usually involve speaking up to the other person and setting some real rules and boundaries about when you'll be there for them, when you won't be. Okay. And sometimes it, it can involve getting help, getting outside help, pay, even paying for outside help. You know, if it's taking care of an elderly parent or something like that, that's a very common situation. Um, and I know these are very complex situations, but at work too, a lot of people, you know, awakening people can experience this at work where they have a boss that like bullies them or a coworker that basically bullies them. And it's because they haven't learned to set boundaries and to fully stand up for themselves. So it's very important that you feel like you're standing up for yourself. Radical honesty is a, is a great uh, thing to practice. You know, if you're feeling a certain way, if you're not okay with how a relationship is, whether it's in your personal life or family life or at work or wherever, to speak up about it, to open up a dialogue about it. It feels so empowering to do that. And that also has to do with the throat chakra, of course. But when you're not doing that, when you're just hiding your feelings, hiding your desires and needs in deference to other people, you know, to make sure other people don't feel like you're stepping on their toes or whatever, that's a certain sign of an underactive solar plexus chakra. And that's going to relate to other lifetimes, you know, maybe in another lifetime, you were an indentured servant or even a slave, you know, and you had no power whatsoever. And so your soul puts you through that lesson already in another lifetime, then this lifetime, you still haven't fully learned it. So you're, you're born into some situation or you find yourself in some situations in life with other people where you feel that energy of having no power. And your soul is, is, is like knocking on the, on the door of your conscious saying, come on, you can do it. I set this up for you. You can do it. Take your power back. Stand up for yourself. Set healthy boundaries. Leave the situation if you need to. You know, anyone who's, who's, who's being abused, you have to leave. You have to get out. That's the first step to healing that solar plexus. And addiction very much has to do with the solar plexus as well. Because people who find themselves addicted to whatever, substances, gambling, sex, whatever, even, you know, like Netflix or whatever it is, it's, you imagine you're in this now toxic relationship with that thing. You're in a toxic relationship with cocaine or with Netflix or with gambling or whatever, where they're, it's constantly taking your energy. You know, you're coming as this great light worker and then cigarettes take your energy. It's, it's a very similar thing, if you think about it, as having a toxic relationship with another person, right? So you have to take your power back. And sometimes that means going to rehab. Sometimes that means getting outside help. Sometimes it means going to therapy, okay? And I've, help, I've helped uh, many of my clients over the years through getting, getting through certain addictions by doing energy work, by doing visualization work, 
by having someone. It can be very helpful if you're someone who's trying to get past any sort of addiction to have someone to kind of answer to, you know, say, oh, I got this appointment coming up in two weeks. I want to be able to go in there or get on the phone and say, I did it. I did it. Aren't you proud of me? And yes, yes, of course. You know, so it, it or, or it doesn't even have to be someone you pay. It could just be someone in your life. It could be, it could be a friend. It could be, you know, your, your brother or sister or whatever. So let's go through some uh, affirmations for the solar plexus chakra. Why don't we so take a nice deep breath? Focus your energy right into the solar plexus. You can even put your hands over it as I'm doing if you'd like. See it bright yellow, glowing, almost like a sun, like your own personal sun, like you're taking the sun from the sky and putting it right into your solar plexus and seeing it glow. Mm. I am worthy. I am confident. I am taking up my rightful space in the world. I am in control of how I respond to situations and the rest I surrender. I surrender what I can't control. I release the need to control everything. I let go and let God. I take my power back in all ways. I trust in myself. I trust in life. I trust in God, the universe, source. I know how to love and nourish my inner child. The inner child, when I, I do a lot of inner child work uh, with clients, and what we find is that the inner child seems to kind of reside right above the solar plexus for most people. And that'd be an interesting thing to check in. You know, the inner child, it, it's, a, it's a partition. It's a portion of our consciousness. There's the adult self and there's the inner child self, the very vulnerable self. And I find that it, it lies uh, between um, the uh, solar plexus and the heart. I know how to truly value myself. I have a deep sense of purpose on this planet. Purpose. My contribution to the collective is crucial. I am needed and wanted on this planet. I only allow relationships that are in my highest good to be in my life. I'm allowed to rework my relationships. I set boundaries with others when I need to. I am strong, courageous, and capable. I am capable of creating whatever I want in this life. And manifestation, for manifestation purposes, the solar plexus is so important. Just like with the root chakra, we need just to bring it all together with the root chakra, we need to feel safe in order to feel like we can manifest. If we're not safe, then we're constantly in survival mode. We're like scurrying around energetically looking for safety where we can take a deep breath 
oh, and then manifest. But if we can't do that, if we don't feel safe. So if we feel safe, then we need to have the passion. We need to have to uh, have the drive and the desire. The sacral chakra is, is where desire comes from, which is why it's connected to your sexual energy. And really your sexual energy is the life force energy. Energy It's the Kundalini energy. And it doesn't, doesn't just create uh, sexual energy. It, it creates everything. So you need to feel that passion, desire to create and manifest. And then you need to feel like you are capable. You have the ability and you're worthy of creating of manifesting that's the solar plexus okay and really if we go on up then it's the heart that you you do things out of love out of, out of a, a love of creation where the sacral chakra is desire it's that burning desire it's that sexual energy and the heart chakra is just the love of being and just creation in general and then you use your throat chakra to create i am worthy in all ways I am worthy. I have important service work to do on this planet. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, just a couple of notes I, I had here before we, we can do some readings for people. I see there's a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, notifications in the chat and the Q&A. So I'm sure Loren will, uh, will have me get to some of those. But um, an interesting thing, uh, I talked about astrology before. And um, if you look at your north node, it's, uh, it's a very interesting thing to look at in your natal chart. So your north node determines um, basically what your soul really needs for you to learn in this lifetime. So if you're north node in Aries, and uh, I believe I'm north node in Aries, north node in Aries, you need to learn leadership. And I think I've done a pretty good job at that. And I continue to, right? You know, I've become an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm a teacher, right? So uh, learning leadership. If you have your North Node in Taurus, you might need to learn material wealth, be, how to be grounded. You know, if you have your North Node in Scorpio, you, you might need to learn to open up to all things mystical and metaphysical and all that. If your North Node is in Gemini, you might need to uh, develop your, your mental strengths and intellect and ability better. So look at your north node and then your south node is going to be the opposite of your north node. And that's where you came from in the past three lifetimes. Okay. I generally find it's the past three lifetimes. It doesn't mean the chronolo it doesn't mean necessarily chronologically the last three lifetimes from the standpoint of like what the time as we see it now, but it means the because your soul can jump in and out of both time periods and timelines. It's a whole nother topic. But it means the last, if your own personal timeline, your own personal history, your cash, your cash of records as a soul, it's the last three incarnations you've been into. That's generally the, the theme of your South Node. And you'll play out the South Node tendencies in the first part of your life, usually up until around your first Saturn return, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. First Saturn returns around age 29. Then after that, you'll start to shift more into your North Node. And if you can really shift into um, really uh doing a good job at learning your your north node lessons about implementing the the themes of your north node you'll find that like stepping into your dharma which you might find in your midheaven or your 10th house in um and, and personally i look at western astrology but everyone looks at, at something different but your midheaven uh is going to show you where your tendencies are as far as your career or your contribution to the planet and the more that you step into you know, actually implementing those North Node lessons, you'll be much more able to 
kind of uh, find yourself in that 10th house um, dharmic work, service work. Okay. So I wanted to point that out. Um, I also wanted to point out that the entire planet has a collective solar plexus wound. So all of us, regardless of, of how uh, well you've done with your solar plexus or how damaged it is or how much solar plexus related karma you brought in from other lifetimes or your parents had in, or in your ancestral lineage as a, an ascending uh, race here, ascending human, one human race. Yeah. We all are working on solar plexus wounds. Why? Because if we go all the way back in time, read the works of Zechariah Sitchin and you know, our, our DNA was, was uh, altered by the Anunnaki. You know, we were made to be a, a slave race on this planet. And so we're all, we're taking this planet back during the ascension process. We're taking this planet back from the Anunnaki, which is, it's been like that for millions of years. So we have to fully throw off the chains of our solar plexus as a human race in order to live as one race. And what they will do is throw every possible thing they can at us to make us divide, to make us hate each other, to make us be fearful of each other, resent each other, et cetera. And then we can't ever throw off those solar plexus chains. So I just want to point that out. So free, feeling freedom, feeling freedom in your own personal life is very important. Feeling boundaries in your own personal life is so important. Okay. Um, some practical exercise for grounding. And then I promise we absolutely will get to readings. First of all, spend time barefoot on the ground. Okay. Um, the, and really even better barefoot in the woods barefoot you know right look it's winter here where i am it's winter where lorena's it's winter where a lot of us are now you know so we can all for a lot of us we can only do the six months a year but a lot of you are lucky enough to live in florida or or you know other warm places and you can go ground outside if you wanted to um some people do use indoor grounding mats i've had various uh, i've tried those a few times in my life the problem is you really got to have um, clean, clean electricity in your house. And if you have, if you're in an old house, like I'm at, like when I tried it, I, I didn't feel good. And that's a sign of having dirty electricity. So if you're in a, you know, a newer house or um, I'm not an expert on this, but basically make sure you have clean electricity. If you're using an indoor grounding mat, obviously outdoors is going to be best. Okay. Staying hydrated is really important. Water comes from the earth. We are 70% water, okay? Staying hydrated is super important. Eating grounding foods, especially, so personally, I feel every time there's a solar flare and over the past three weeks, like we had a period of about two weeks, I think it ended about a week ago, where it was nonstop solar flares every day. We actually had an X-class solar flare, which we haven't had in like nine years, I think, or longer, uh, a couple weeks ago. So there's been a lot of solar activity. And personally, I always feel the solar activity in my body. I, I absolutely feel, and I feel like I really need to ground. I feel super ungrounded uh, when the, the solar activity hits. The other thing is, is I, when the Schumann resonance chart starts to go off the charts, I feel that too. And I know I'm not alone. So many... Um, so many empaths and so many of my clients I talk to, they feel the same with the solar flares and the Schumann activity. So especially on days like that, when or or on lunations, the full moon, the new moon, 
We have an eclipse coming up on Thursday night, Friday morning. Okay. Um, these are the days when it's especially important to go outside to ground, to hydrate and to eat grounding food. If you're not a vegetarian, look, meat is very grounding. I'm not saying it's, it's for everyone. I'm not saying you should eat it or shouldn't eat it. I think it's everyone's own choice. Um, but it is very grounding. Root vegetables are extremely grounding as well. Okay. Anything that, that grows in the ground, potatoes, carrots, etc. All right. So those are simple, um, you know, also just sleep in general, when you are underslept, when you are on a sleep deficit, you are not going to be grounded. Okay. Because your root chakra is thinking, oh my God, I'm not even safe enough that I can have eight hours of sleep. Something must be going on. Fight, flight, or freeze. All right. So make sure you're sleeping. Sunlight. Sunlight is so important. And not to mention, you know, just from a physical health standpoint, as we are physical beings in this third density, vitamin D deficiency is one of the leading underlying causes of every long-term disease you can think of. Okay. One of, I'm not saying the, I'm saying one of, including uh, one of the diseases going around right now. There's a lot of studies talking about people with lower vitamin D levels have worse outcomes and vice versa. Okay. Getting sunlight is so grounding too. What it does, it also heals your chakras. It lights up, it puts photonic energy into all your chakras. And you can't help but feeling grounded after being connected with the sun. Hugging trees, one of my favorite things to do. I love going outside and hugging trees, okay? Conscious breathing, taking time to breathe down into your lower chakras, doing belly breathing, okay? When you breathe, put your hand over your belly and feel it expand and then feel it contract and just you're breathing down and what it's doing it means you're you're super oxygenating yourself you're using all of your lung capacity okay and it's so grounding and even just imagine pulling the energy pulling the light as you breathe all the way down into the lower chakras okay creating grounding cords or grounding roots um every morning and uh, every night before i go to bed and every time before a healing session or after healing session with a client or reading or whatever what I do is I create a grounding cord with my mind, with my third eye about this thick. All right. And it cut, runs from my uh, root chakra all the way, all the way down into the center of the earth. And um, there's some wonderful, a wonderful series of books by one of my favorite um, uh, authors out there. She's no longer with us, but Amora Kuan Yin. She was a channeler of the Pleiadians and she uh, from her Pleiadian workbook. Uh, she actually, um, the Pleiadians instructed uh, females to actually run the court all the way up to their sacral chakra, because for, for women, uh, the energetic system is slightly different than for men, because it makes sense. But anyways, to if, if, if you're a, a, a female or identify as a female, you should run the grounding court all the way up to your sacral and through your root. If you're male or identify as a male, you should run it from your root chakra down to the center of the earth. So I do that every morning and, and you change the colors. This was taught by the Pleiadians through Amora. Play with the colors. You can even do it now. Like imagine what would it feel like to have a red grounding cord? What would it feel like to have an orange one? What would it feel like to have a blue one, a green one, a white one, a black one? And you'll see it feels different for each one. Personally, I always use a light blue one. Sometimes, unless sometimes I feel like using a green one. But I find a red one is like too much energy. I feel a little frazzled, but like blue is such a common cord to have. And you can even also run cords from the bottoms of the soles of your feet down through the earth as well. So you're like a tripod. And if you want to add to that, you can then out, out your toes, 
you can run roots out of your toes that go down into the earth. So you're just super stable, grounded in a chair. And also you've got your roots down into the earth. Focusing on your feet, just literally as a meditation, focusing on your feet. Do that right now. Feel your feet on the floor or on the ground. Feel your toes. Okay. Feel your heel. Feel the center of your foot. Feel every part of your foot, just focusing on your feet. One of my favorite things to do when I walk my dog, Sebastian, I like to focus on my feet as I'm walking, feeling each step. Very grounded. And another exercise you can do, uh, this, this is pretty much comes from Dr. Larry Wilson and I don't agree with all of his stuff. There's a lot of stuff I don't agree with, but his pulling down exercise is fantastic. And he adapted it from a teacher of, uh, of his and you, um, there's a lot of ways to do it. But one of the things you can do is imagine like vacuums below your feet, below each of your feet. And just imagine you're sucking energy down through, from above you, down through your body, down through your feet into these vacuum cleaners. And it's a forceful, forceful energy. You can imagine a huge black hole, like two feet under your feet, and it's just forcefully pulling you down. It's sucking energy through you. I had a client, and I've had great success with this exercise. I had a client that had tried every possible thing for years and years and gone from teacher to teacher, healer to healer. And her problem was she was just super ungrounded. And this exercise, the pulling down exercise, was the only thing that worked. But it, the trick is you have to do it forcefully. You have to forcefully feel that you're pulling this energy down through you. You can imagine a tornado coming above, running through you, and this tornado is forcefully pulling energy down into the ground. Okay, you can imagine, uh, as I said, or, or instead of a black hole, like a magnet, a really powerful magnet, so powerful, it's pulling any jewelry you have right off of you, and any energy is just sucking it off of you down into the earth. And if you sit and do, yeah, vacuum, yeah, sit and do this for five, 10, 20, even 30 minutes a day, it's woof, it's great. You feel great after, you feel energized because your root chakra is clear of all, of all this gunk and, and, and it's actually able to, to give you energy. So that pulling down exercise is great. Any possible thing you can imagine that you're pulling energy down through you and imagine it being below your feet. Just pulling energy down. That's the whole exercise. Um, yoga, Tai Chi, and Qigong. Super grounding. I, I, I do Tai Chi. A lot of people do yoga. Whatever your practice is, they're awesome. Okay. Salt baths. Okay. Even better is going in the ocean. If you don't live by the ocean, I don't live by the ocean. Uh, have some Epsom salt baths once in a while. That's super grounding. Okay. Even showering is grounding, but when it's salt water, it's even better. Um, playing with your pets, playing with your children. If you have children, that's super grounding. Humor is very grounding. Probably one of the reasons why I am constantly cracking jokes. I love to be funny and it's very grounding. Okay. Conversing with others in general. Okay. As long as you feel, you know, and there's a difference from Think about sometimes when you're conversing with someone else and you're feeling like above yourself, almost like you're, you're up here because probably there's some fear inside you or there's this 
um, feeling of not wanting to be in the conversation versus when you're in a conversation with someone and you're so present that you're down here or even lower down, down in your lower chakras and you feel, you feel embodied, right? So conversing with someone that helps you feel embodied, even having physical contact with someone who's very embodied themselves, actually someone who's very embodied, putting their hand on the, your lower back can really bring your energy down into the body. Okay. Crystals carrying. I, I usually carry grounding crystals with me. At least when I go out, I carry black crystals in my pockets. Okay. And wearing any hematite or anything black, black onyx or black kyanite, kyanite or whatever brings that energy down. Anything red is good as well. Exercise, playing sports. Anytime you're moving your body and you're consciously embodied. Why, that's why actually sports are one of the best things. If you're just playing a pickup game of softball or soccer, or whatever, it forces your energy to be here. You have to be down. You can't be, you know, thinking and above your body. You have to be embodied in order to actually be effective. And that's one of the reasons why I love sports. Um, grounding shoes. Okay. There are such things as grounding shoes where um, the, because our, our, the soles of our shoes um, are usually rubber and rubber isn't conductive, but there are grounding shoes that actually allows the energy from the earth to come into your feet. Drumming, playing instruments. I know, Loren, you're a big fan of, of instruments, right? Um, it's extremely grounding. Again, you have to come down. If you, you know, once you start playing the drums and you're getting into it or you're in a drum circle or whatever, you're naturally kind of, it's almost like you become in the drum or you're in the instrument, right? You're, you're in the mallet because you're very embodied. You're no longer up here in the mind, right? That's a great practice. Grounding tones, grounding frequencies. A lot of times I, when I go to sleep on YouTube, I'll put on 256 hertz grounding frequency and sleep with that. And I wake up feeling great when I do that. Okay. Frequencies are great. And just practicing presence in general. Oh, also wearing grounding colors. Black is very grounding. Red is also very grounding. Red's a little more active. Like black is one of my, is my favorite color. You're wearing black today, Lauren. Good, good call. <laughs> uh, black is extremely grounding. Um, focusing on that earth star chakra as well. So just real quick, close your eyes and imagine about 18 inches to two feet below your feet, right down that midline. There's this earth star chakra. It's a, again, it's about six inches diameter. It's black. And just notice that. And no matter where you go, if, if I were to get up and start walking, it would go with me. So if you're walking, imagine while you're walking, first focus on your feet, then Focus even below your feet to that black earth star chakra that's with you. Um, if you ever like played or no one who played the game, The Sims, there's like this little, there's like two diamonds. There's like one on top of their head and one below their feet. The one below their feet, that's like what keeps them as, you know, in the Sim body. That's like the earth star chakra. And then the one above, that's like, that's their crown chakra. That's their connection to you, the game player, which the metaphor is the crown chakra is our connection with the soul self right? So just focus on that earth star chakra is great. And just being creative in general, doing art, doing painting, doing anything that um, awakes your artistic senses, because it's going to awake even cooking, anything that awakens the five senses is going to be super grounding. So um, especially, as I said, lunations, and when you really feel you need it, or when there's stuff going on in your life, you know, like the, the old Zen saying is, um, you know, um, meditate 15 minutes a day, unless you're busy, then do it an hour right? Same thing. It's like with grounding, it's the same thing. The more kind of out of whack you are, the more you, you need to do it, you know? So it's okay. Turn your phone off, 
take time out, you know, go in the woods if it's warm or just go on a walk or just go to your little meditation spot, your little yoga man, just do some visualizing, do the pulling down exercise, hold some grounded crystals in your hand. I don't know if I have them here, but oh, I have this bronzite here. This was from, I got this in Brazil. Um, this is so grounding, you know, it comes, comes from deep in the earth. I have a lot of black tourmalines and that, that really helps me just hold those black tourmalines in my hand. I really recommend people getting like, go to your crystal shop, get like big black tourmalines and you can put them in your room too. You can put them around your bed. They're very protective as well. So, um, yeah, that's it. I'd love to do some readings. I know we got some special offers as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. Wow. I just want to say very informative. Yeah. And I hope Thank people you. were taking notes and actually looking in at their life um, and looking and, and doing a, a little check and seeing yeah. what they're doing with that. So uh, I want to just direct our viewers and listeners to check out the link for the special offer. We're going to go straight to some people and and do many readings but in the zoom chat and on this web page there is a link and so folks can go ahead and check that out and be looking at that and contemplating if that's something that makes sense to them so that um, is in our chat box okay what, what would it be okay to just take a minute to just explain the, the type of energy healing work that, that i do yes because there's the angel energy healing session right right Go ahead. Yes. What, what, and are, are we um, almost out of time here? Just give me a. Yeah, let's do that. Cause I want to get to some people. We've got some people with their hands up. So mention that briefly and folks can check that out and then let's do some readings. Okay, great. Um, so there's three levels of packages. Um, for those of you who have seen me before, um, I, I have a, a package of 16 courses on all sorts of different subjects. One of them is actually the human energy field 101, where I go instead of spending 20 minutes, you know, on, on the chakras, I'm spending three hours going super in depth on not just the chakras, but the entire energy field. There's, there's courses on, um, on visualization practices, moving to, to a higher timeline on, um, releasing stuff from, from childhood and other lifetimes. Like we talked about like putting the past in the past or dissolving the ego or navigating the dark night of the soul. So look through that list of those 16 courses and they're not overwhelming. They're only an hour and a half to three hours. They're audio or video. You can take some notes, but there's a lot of activations uh, in all of those courses. And basically the, by the time you're done listening or watching that course, you'll have gotten a lot of spiritual work done just by listening to it or watching it. So look through the list of all those courses. There's just, uh, it's over 35 hours of material. So they, if you want to just get the coursework, okay, that's package one and that's only $155. It's a huge discount off of the prices on my website. If you want to do a private reading with me, it'll be a 45 minute soul plan reading. And I'm going to be looking into your life plan. I'm going to be connecting with your spirit guides. I'm going to be connecting um, with my guides as well. We're going to look at your soul contracts. We're going to look at the past life karmas and, and traumas that you brought into this lifetime. We'll look at your astrology a little bit and we'll look into your future on different timelines, most likely timeline, highest possible timeline, and really answer any questions all that you have about your life, past, present, or future. You want to know where your soul comes from. If you're an earth seed, if you're a star seed, 
anything you want to know, I should probably be able to get the answer for you. It's a 45 minute reading. Okay. Again, not available on my website, only for people lis listening or watching this call. That's package two. That's just $199. And then there's package three, which is just $299. And that includes a the reading, but also a one hour angel energy healing session. So there's a group of angelic beings that I work with. They've been working with me over the past five years. We've done over well over 100 clients. I think we're up in, into the two, 300 range already in this specific type of work. I found, find it to be so, so effective. You know, I started as, as a Reiki master. I still am a Reiki master. I just don't practice it a whole lot because I developed this gift, this art with this group of angels who came to me uh, and it, very wonderfully. And, and I had asked for assistance. I asked for assistance. I wanted to do something that was more effective that, that would, um, that would be able to work really well remotely. And the, this team of angels started working with me and there's four of them. Sometimes there's even a fifth. And what, what they do is they'll be putting their etheric hands over your chakras, start with the root and then go on up. They'll be removing any blockages from the chakras that can look like black energy, black gunky energy, it can look like this dark brown gooey energy, it can look like also these little arrows or these little metallic pieces of, it's just how they appear etherically, but they're all these blockages, they'll remove the blockages, we'll do a cord removal, removing any negative cords between you and any other people, because a lot of times we carry around these negative cords with people in our lives, especially more toxic relationships with family or intimate partners or whatever, or you know, bosses at work, whatever, and we'll be removing those cords so it will clear, it'll help to reset the energy between the relationships so your chakras aren't being drained of energy any longer. Now, sometimes they'll come back if you go right back into the same patterns with that person, but it's a lot of times it can really, really transform the relationship just by removing those cords. And then we'll be putting brand new energy into each of the chakras to help them grow to, to basically a new level of functioning. Uh, and if you happen to have a chakra once in a while, someone's solar plexus is overactive, if they're in a kind of defensive space where they feel like they're being attacked from everywhere, you know, we'll calm the chakra down. But usually what we're doing is we're uh, amplifying the chakras, we're, we're helping them to grow. Um, and then it, you know, it's all done in the quantum field. So people really feel it. And afterwards, most 99% of the time, what I'm hearing is, oh my God, I feel amazing. I feel so light. We'll also be cleaning out your energy field, be removing any attachments, entities, um, you know, any uh, etheric parasites, anything like that. There's all sorts of stuff that can be in your energy field. Actually, you have a whole webinar as part of the package that's called Spiritual Hygiene, Core Cutting, Grounding 101. I explain all the different weird things we can pick up as incarnate beings in our energy fields. We'll remove any of that stuff and we'll seal up your energy field on all seven levels of your energy field. We'll also do some healing using universal codes as I've been doing for the past two years. I started uh, downloading these universal codes. I see them coming through me. And, um, and I also incorporate light into that. And I actually have a whole course in that package called um, Healing with Colors, okay? Where you can learn to, to do what I'm doing with the colors. So I'm, I'm using the code work and the colors to work on specific physical issues. And I've had a lot of success with people. I had, you know, uh, my, my, one of my clients this year, we had, did a whole series of uh, angel energy healing sessions and it really completely healed her back problems. It was quite amazing. So I've had a lot of nice success with using the code work and the light work. Um, and, and people just, when we heal the chakras, the most common thing is that people just feel different and they, and things in their life start to shift, especially the solar plexus and the throat where it feels like they can finally speak up. It feels like they're finally able to, you know, take a stance in their life and they're no longer being attacked in, in, 
from all directions and we work on the root chakra and then the money and manifestation flows better. So I've had really great success with this. People love working with these angels. A lot of people are very intuitive and in tune and they see them and, and they feel them. Um, they're great to interact with. So those are the angel energy healing sessions. They're an hour long and it's so, so worth it. I'm giving a really, really big discount with these uh, special offers only for you guys with quantum conversations here. So you can check all those out. I'm sure Lorraine will give the link to everybody. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. We have uh, that link in the chat box. And of course, it's available right here on this webpage and in the description box for this video. So we have Barbara Marie joining us. And she is our first person who would like a mini reading. It's wonderful to see you in action. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Hi. Um, so uh, did you enjoy the... Uh, the talk? Yes, I had, I took lots of notes. It was very helpful. Good, good. Did you um, learn some things? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like I, I'm seeing, I probably have small blocks or I guess I'm thinking they're small. I'm hoping they're small, you know, in those th three chakras. Yeah. Um, my main concern right now is that I'm about to launch my marketing for a program. Okay. And I'm finding I'm falling for all these little distractions and I'm thinking, okay, there's a block to like really taking off that next 10% that I need to really get going. Yeah. So if there's some blockage that you can see it, and it feels like, yeah, just initially the feeling I pick up right away, it's, it's a, there's a slight or maybe not so slight lack of confidence in what you're doing and, and how it will be perceived. Well, how it will be taken, if it'll be effective and, and if you're really like, able to do what what the program is kind of saying it's like it's a bit of a lack of confidence a lack of full alignment with feeling like yes absolutely like this is real i'm doing this and this is going to work so well so really there's nothing you can do other than push through that just imagine those are just little little haters little chatterboxes in your mind and just push through that it's like it's like you're over anticipating like criticism that will probably never come but the criticism is in your own mind it's in your own patterns you know where did it come from all the way back it could have been you know your experience in school or your parents or whatever and you're obviously a conscious being and you've been on this path it feels like for many years right so you know this stuff but it's just yeah it's just a little bit of that needing to push through the inner criticism does that, does that make sense well, yes and no. Um, I think the difference is for myself now, consciously, my program is phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm doing great. So it must be the subconscious um, yeah. patterns and that fear of criticism yeah. used to stop me. Yeah. And so it still must be. It's just there a sliver. It, it's a sliver. Yeah. It you know, still be there. Shoot. Imagine you imagine <laughs> you work through it 85% and it's just that 15% yeah, that's there. Yeah. And so you just push through it again. And then probably with each successive program that you put out, you probably will be more effective in what you're doing and more confident in it. So if 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 this was much more of a problem five years ago, right? And look yeah. how far you've come, then it's just imagine it's a sliver. Yeah. And that's what the distractions are. It's just like, oh, it's hesitancy, like. 
how's this going to be perceived inner critic you know am i sure about this but it's just you push through really you know? okay so there's not necessarily any blockages in my first three shots well, i'll take a look let me take a look Honestly, your solar plexus looks pretty good. Um, the root is pretty good. The, the sacral is a little bit underactive. Um, so oh, it's just, um, there's there's somewhat of a sense of like inner malaise or boredom yeah. or just dissatisfaction, which, hey, a lot of people, including myself, have been feeling over the past two years because of what's going on on the planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That um, makes sense. Cause I'm, I, 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 every six months I go through, okay, I'm 69. How much longer do I want to do this? You know, and then something clicks and I say, okay, I'm going to do yeah. this for another year. And then six months, like I just went through this, you know, again. <laughs> yeah. And I committed again to like doing this program this year and I'll worry about next year, next year. So it could be, could be that affecting me still. All righty. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, think about what is it that really brings you, I know this is such a simple question, but what really makes you happy? Yeah. And a lot of us have had to really think about that hard over the last two years here with a lot of restrictions around us. What is it that really makes you happy? And what are you not, what have you stopped doing? Or, you know, what have you kind of lost along the way that used to really make you happy? Yeah. You know, why, why is there malaise or sadness there? Usually it's because ideally something needs to, something new needs to happen, you know, in whatever little way, right. spontaneity, okay. newness. You know, yeah. and, and, and it probably expands far. It, it probably has really nothing to do with your work, actually. It has to do with everything else Yeah. yeah. around. You know what I mean? Like, like your work is probably the most comfortable place. Yeah. You know, it's everything else. So, and it's, it's not always a quick answer. It, it isn't, but, um, you know, finding some sort of daily activity, you know, like even just something like like a, a class, like a Tai Chi class or a yoga class or or a hiking group or, you know, is, is it missing other people? Is it missing adventure? Is it a problem in your relationship with your significant other? Is it all that? Is it, you know, why is that malaise there? So that's really what to think about and journal on. What, all right. All right. Why is there that malaise? You know, let me. Let me just tune into like any past life stuff I pick up that has to do with this sort of. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I, you, you have this. Um, this history in the past couple of lifetimes of just working a, a normal job. First of all, I think you were, you were a man in the last couple of lifetimes, just working part of the system. And then it's like, 
you retired then it's like now what and there's this like underlying sub like unconscious sense of like life ends at like 65 to 70 because there's nothing left it's like you worked you had kids at least in those lifetimes. i don't know if you did this lifetime but um then that's it you know so it's like you're you really this is like a new thing you know you should think about how long do I want to live? Do I want to live to hundred? Do I want to live to 150? Do I want to live to 90? Whatever. And that's your choice. But it's like, it's, it's a new thing to be able to like have an inspired, happy, creative um, last portion of that, you know, century. Cause you haven't really done that. You've just kind of checked out after your responsibilities as a, as a father and a, and a worker were done in the past couple of lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's surprising, but yeah, it does make sense that I've come here at this time and I was, you know, very excited with my programs and I'm just like a, a student. I just, I, I'm always taking a program for like the last more than 20 years. Yeah. And well, you now st- this was your ascension teacher. life. So it's going to be totally different than the past couple ones, right. you know, um, you, you know, you, you didn't cool. reach that level of spiritual awakening, at least in the past couple of months, you, you had lifetimes before where you were, you know, like a, a Lemurian Atlantean, probably both, um, where you were at a certain level, a lifetime as a, a kind of like a monk, it seems like as well. But then you, you know, your soul wanted to go back into kind of just experiencing the, the mundane really in order to get that like last, experience of really being human before like taking off and 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 really ascending even higher than you went before and that's ideally what you're doing in this lifetime here but it's like it's incorporating that with the real human side of things and if you're not you know if you're not happy i'm not saying you're not happy but if if someone's not happy while they're this you know in this ascension place what's the point you know, we're not supposed to like slog our way through this necessarily. We, we do have to for a while usually, but eventually you do want to reach that place of real contentment and fun and enjoyment. That's the sacral. That's the sacral. Well, thank you so much. I didn't mean to take up so much of your time. Oh, don't worry about it. Does that make sense? Very helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good. Good. I'm going to check out your website. It's on there. So. Oh, <laughs> right. Forgot about that. Thank you. No, I'm sure it's great. I, I, I'm excited to check it out, actually. Thank and feel you. free. You can always email me if you just want to get in touch with me. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks, Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. Beautiful. Okay, well, it's quite fascinating. And um, we just love watching how you work. And the subconscious level, how it's revealed to us is always fascinating. Yeah. Linda, we have brought Linda in as a panelist. And Linda, you can unmute yourself and you can share your video if you like. Hi there. Hi. Looks like Barbara's video is still on FYI. There we go. Okay. Hi, Linda. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Looks like you're. It's been very interesting. I've been taking lots of notes. Excellent. Notes are good. good. That means you're learning something. Good. And and I'm so uh, happy that you chose me because I have to leave in a little bit. I'm going to have a massage. So. Oh, well, that's very grounding. That's perfect. That's perfect. 
I'm starting a new group. Um, for, a new group? Yeah. So I don't Can you tip you your, your video, your camera down slightly? So I, I there we go. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I am starting this new group. Um, it's uh, through Collective Consciousness. It's a Simon Parks group. Or, um, yeah, Simon Parks. And I'm just wondering if it's going to be successful. I've only got a few people interested right now. But uh, we're just, you know, I'm just getting started with my first Just getting started started with it. Just getting started. Simon Parks group. Okay. I think you're not, I mean, look, don't take anything I say, just take everything with a grain of salt. But my prediction is that you won't get as many people as maybe you were shooting for. However, the people you get, you do get, will absolutely love it. And it'll be extremely valuable. It'll be a great, like maybe slightly smaller group than you would originally hope for, but it'll be perfect in the end. And then you'll do it, you know, you'll keep doing it more and building it. And eventually you'll get to where your, your goal is. So just, I guess, lower your expectations a little bit about maybe how many, and don't worry so much about how many, it's just the, the quality of it. Quality rather than quantity. People are going to love it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Great. People are going to love it. Let's, let's take a look at your, your lower chakras here. Please. use a little bit of work on all three of the lower chakras they're all a little bit underactive um so yeah just working on grounding in general is going to be good um see what if i pick up any specific patterns have you have you had trouble earlier in your life of like sticking with things like maybe it's kind of losing confidence a bit and just jumping from one thing to another i'm not saying now but maybe earlier in life Somewhat, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always told myself it was because I got bored with it, but yeah, I, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm a, I was the same way too. Um, okay. But you know, I look back and I realize it was a lack of confidence. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, you know, I end up where I need to be. But you know, there were a lot of projects that I still wish I would have went through further with, and it was just yeah. a lack of confidence and faith and patience. So, okay. you know, if that's been something that just make sure that doesn't affect what you're doing now that you consciously push through any of that um make sure you know there's no fear of asserting yourself if you need to in any way and there's no fear of um of the money part of it of like feeling like you shouldn't charge a certain amount or whatever anything like that or feeling that you're aligned with feeling worthy and that you're you know everyone's getting a fair piece of the puzzle there's nothing to have to feel bad about with that you know that's that's both root and solar plexus related let me just see if i pick up anything significant from past lives for you that you should know about
Seems like you did it like in, in the past, the most recent lifetime. It looks like you did like factory work, like a mill or something. And it was like, it's pretty physically taxing. You did a lot of this physical work. And then in this lifetime, you know, being your Ascension lifetime really is all about the development of the mind and about uh, doing everything from up here about the intellect and wisdom and all that. Okay. You, you, you went through uh, the doing the brute work kind of, <laughs> already if that makes sense moving up <laughs> yeah so good keep going yeah keep going with with what you're doing and you know if uh if you want to dig deeper into everything you know uh you certainly can book a reading through the yeah i, I wrote package. the uh, your website down so i found yeah it. yeah and the special offer package is you know okay. best price you can get so all right great yeah, thank, thank you. you so much thanks linda yep. thank you linda yeah all right, everyone. I'm so sorry we can't get to everyone. We're going to bring Matthew John back, and we may even bring Matthew John back to go through the rest of the chakras. <laughs> but oh, that's a good idea. I didn't yeah. think of that. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Well, let's hear from Tamra. Hi, Tamra. You are on video, and hello. Hello, hey, beautiful beans. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Thank Hi. you. Okay, so let's just get right down to it. Let's um, get to it. Yeah, just check into the chakras. Uh, Matthew, I'm very intuitive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of the, the, the uh, chakras. Yeah. First few chakras, the back were black. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. There's, there's a weight you're, you've been carrying most of your life that you've it's kind of driven you on, on your journey. I don't know if it's from your mother's side or, or yeah, it's, it's like a lot of weight of family stuff. It seems like, right. Yeah. 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 So your soul really, you know, cho chose a difficult burden in this lifetime of taking on, it's like, like the 10 of wands and the tarot, just taking on that weight on your back <laughs> of all this family stuff to, to move through. And maybe some of those people moved on now and, yeah. um, and, and now you're like, it, it feels like on, on a, you know, subconscious level, you're more in the clear now. And then there's like this question of, well, I've been just kind of struggling to deal with that weight my whole life. Like, who am I really? Like, who am I without that? Like, who am I as an individuated being, right? An individualized being, who am I? What is my work and all that? And you're obviously your psychic skills, like so your third eye is like, whew, like wide open. Is but it? Yeah. Oh, it, wow all three of the lower shockers definitely there, you know, they, they could use some more work. Um, yeah, really just working on becoming a very healthy, grounded, consciously aware being in the body, completely in the body, that safety of being into the body. Yeah. You know, that you're not going to be attacked. You're not going to be criticized. You're not going to be you know, <laughs> taken from you and you're not going to have to constantly be drained by other people. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever work you do, if uh, and if an angel energy healing session, if, if that, uh, you know, piques your curiosity, it would be awesome for you to really clean out a lot of that stuff. But however you want to do it or whoever you want to work with, you know, just just work on those lower three chakras and keep keep getting more embodied, you know, yeah, because um, it's like you're, you're in this. Yeah, exactly. And you're in this like more clear, elevated period period in your life now, as I said, maybe some other people moved on. And um, it's like you've got so much to go. You've got really decades left to just to be you and and put out you know you're, you're going to be writing at least two books but probably more um mm. and um 
there's probably some other expressions. I don't know if it's art or whatever, but there's something else that's a creative expression that's coming through as well. And you're very good psychic. So I hope you, you know, practice that skill with other people and all that. So there's a lot uh, of creative work to come through. So yeah, yeah. 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 No, I've, I've avoided my, uh, my calling years ago, actually okay. through addictions. Um, ah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Solar plexus stuff. And yeah, uh, went through like, you know, last three and a half years of being bullied. Yeah. And so reclaiming that. And, and reclaiming stuff. And, that. And studied astrology. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, well, it's awesome. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for more of a clarity. Yeah. And um, yeah. What's going on. Absolutely. And, and I would love, you know, there's a lot here. If you want to go in depth with me, you know, in the reading and the angel energy, and we'll go really in depth into past lives and your future and your service work and all that. I, I would love to You're a really interesting uh, uh, case for sure. I, I can tell you there's a lot left. It's like, you're just, it's like you took most of, you know, like two thirds or whatever, or half to, to get through just all of the family stuff and the addictions and just the, ugh, the yeah. now you finally have more of a clear road. So it's like, there's so much to do, you know? And it I really plan is. on being here minimum 150 years. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. I, I would like to, I'd like to do 500 maybe, but at least 150. For what sure. was that yeah. Galen? Or 144, 144, that's 144, a, that's a 144. good round number. I mean, yeah. you know, what's, what I find very interesting is that like in hypnosis visualizations and sessions where we worked on anti-aging and visualizing what we're doing at ages in our life, many of us in those sessions couldn't, I mean, it was like a belief system that was revealed. Ah, yeah. We don't have none. We weren't thinking that way. Yeah. Like, what are you doing when you're 110 years old? I just saw in the um, a, a news story recently, a feel good story about a lady, 105, and she just run, ran a hundred meter, hundred meters in 102 seconds. She Whoa. She could do it in 105. Or wow. no, she wanted to do it in less than um, 100, right? Or a That's minute. That's wild. But isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So we have to think that way. Yeah. And I just want to say, Tamara, it's so good to see you and meet you. I love that artwork behind you. It's like, yeah, ooh, I, I noticed soul. that too. Yeah, ooh. it's like part of your aura there. It's so finally great Zoom. to see you too, Lauren, in person. That's, yes. that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tamara. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thank too, you, Tamara. Thank you, John. Thanks, us. Matthew. Yeah. Hope to talk to you again more. Okay. Yes. And again, I want to just point out that it's beautiful to see Matthew John's um, special offer for those who want to work with him. You've seen how he handles his patients and what is revealed. And if you think that is something that is beneficial for you, we have made that avail available. And Matthew, thank Clients, you. Clients, not a doctor. I'm, a, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Yes, yes. Clients, clients. clients. people. <laughs> people. If okay. that registers with your heart, you will yes. <laughs> and you'll feel that with um, Matthew John and see if you would like to work with him. That's available. So Matthew John, thank you again for yes, thank you. this time today. We are elated. We are more insightful into ourself and we are more grounded and present. Yeah. I feel grounded. I hope other people feel grounded. Just talking about being grounded. 
can help. <laughs> and uh, hopefully the affirmations were were uh, were helpful for people too. So thank you everyone for joining. Yeah, joining. Yeah, remember to just stay grounded and stay hydrated too. Like just you know, this is very important. Okay, remember to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated and stay especially it's eclipse season now the oh, energies yes. are, are pretty um, wild right now you know actually we're moving into the three-day window aren't we yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely right, right now yeah. yeah eclipse season is here and yeah. we're, we've passed the 11 11 gateway yeah this is always a powerful time and it is yeah to connect more deeply with our higher self yeah yeah inner wisdom this yeah. is how we build new earth everyone yeah Thank you so much for thank doing you. your inner work. Thank you, Matthew. It's yeah, been thank you, too. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.